Welcome to another episode of the In the Limelight podcast. I'm Clarissa Burt, founder of In the Limelight Media, where we enlighten, entertain, and educate our listeners. You are tuned in to HealthWise 360 with Christy Cordingly. Enjoy. Hi, and welcome to this episode of HealthWise 360, a creation of Clarissa Burt, founder of In the Limelight Media. And I'm your show host, Christy Cordingly, and you'll be able to see this interview on In the Limelight TV, which is distributed on Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, and a hundred other smart TV apps. And the audio version of this interview can be heard wherever you listen to your podcasts. And today I'm really excited to be interviewing uh, Dr. Stuart Lichtman, who is an executive, an entrepreneur, a researcher, a consultant, a trainer, and a coach. He is the developer of the Cybernetic Transposition and Shared Vision Leadership Systems, as well as the author of The Art of Success, Luck and Harmony, The Impossible as a Matter of Course, and How to Get Lots of Money for Anything Fast. That sounds really good. (laughs) And he's also the co-author of Eye to Eye, Joyfully and Successfully Parenting Three to Five-Year-Old Children. On top of that, he's also the creator of the Arintel Artificial Intelligence Data Analysis Program and president of Partners in Excellence, uh, Inc. and Publishing. He graduated from MIT in engineering, psychology, and artificial intelligence. He has a master's in applied psychology and a doctorate in organizational development and cross-cultural business. He's also conducted extensive research on the unconscious intuitive bias of success, the individual and the collective operation of the human mind. It's quite the accolades. Welcome to the show, Dr. Lichtman. Hi, nice to be here, Chrissy. <laughs> We're so excited to have you on. And I I love big thinkers. And I think that's one of the reasons I'm really excited to talk to you today, because you do think really big. And you talk a lot about in your books um, and in your research about impossible things. So can you share what your definition might be of impossible things and how can a person go about achieving impossible things, even if the goals seem too big of a stretch, like they're really beyond their imagination? Sure. Well, it only takes three steps conceptually to do (laughs) seemingly impossible things. I say seemingly impossible because with few exceptions, nothing's really impossible. The exceptions, I haven't succeeded in levitating. <laughs> I haven't won the uh, Mega Millions lottery. Yeah. Uh, those are the two things you can't, for reasons I can explain if you're really interested. But what it takes, number one, is to set a target in your unconscious that is perfect for you, both consciously and unconsciously. Now, you know it's perfect for you consciously if you think it's perfect. You know it's perfect for you unconsciously if intuitively it feels just right. Because the unconscious runs the body and it communicates much of the time by manipulating the body, and we call the result intuition. Now, that's the first step. Once you have a target, <clears throat> you have to prioritize it. And I have a way of prioritizing that's very quick, but there's another way of prioritizing that everybody, I think, pretty much is familiar with. Did you ever have to learn lines for a school play? Mm-hmm. And you did it by repetition, 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 mm-hmm. until finally... When the cue came, the word just rolled off. 
That's one way of prioritizing repetition. It's brute force. The other way is by getting your unconscious to agree to the prioritization. And that's something I teach in my book. <clears throat> Excuse me. No problem. Take a, yeah. glass, take a sip of water or coffee, whatever you got there. <laughs> coffee is good. Mm-hmm. So the third thing is what almost everybody misses. We are run by our unconscious. There is a tremendous amount of proof of that. And we build up these unconscious habit patterns. Good example is reading. And my wife runs a preschool. And I'm fascinated by the way she teaches the kids to read. But it takes three or four years. They have to learn language, et cetera, et cetera. So when we say we learn something, we have learned it. It means we can do it. And so you set up unconscious habit patterns to do all the pieces of reading. And now when you look at a book, whoop, you know what it says. <laughs> Unless, of course, the book's written in Cyrillic and Russian, and you don't speak or read that. <laughs> in which case, you find yourself experiencing what you probably experienced as a kid when you first looked at a book. Mm-hmm. So it's those three things. Now, <clears throat> there are really specific techniques for translating a consciously stated objective into an unconscious one. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, you break the key elements of the written conscious objective into pieces, like on or before X date, I will have done whatever is necessary and appropriate to have generated $100,000. So what would you do? Well, necessary and appropriate. You have to come up with a memory that demonstrates what you mean by necessary and appropriate. In my case, I've got five kids. So I remember a time I lived in Sweden, had a Swedish wife. My youngest son, Per, uh, was still an infant, and he loved to stay up all night playing with us. He'd sleep during the day, and we'd go home. So I would take my turn changing his diapers. Now, changing diapers isn't the neatest thing in the world, but it was necessary and appropriate, and I made it fun by carrying on a conversation with him in my head. And he seemed to like that because he laughed. <laughs> so that's my memory of necessary and appropriate, changing pairs of diapers. And then I modified that into the context of my, my objective. So what is necessary and appropriate for me in the say, this situation of making $100,000, well, one time in Sweden, I got a check for 170000 So it was, however, in Swedish kroner. So I had to take it to the bank, go through the grilling, because they're not used to that, and get a check and 
or $100,000 or $170,000. Um, so you do this translation of, in this case, necessary and appropriate, which ties your experience into the objective. You do that for each of the key elements. 100,000, what's $100,000 look like? Well, we know the $10,000 is about seven eighths of an inch. Mm -hmm. If you got a friendly bank manager, you can go there and say, look, would you hold up $100,000 for me? Because they have them, they get them in bunches. Or you can get $100,000 in fake money. Mm -hmm. Looks real, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Um, Don't get arrested, Dr. Lickham. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> not a good thing to take out of the house, but you want to get an experience of what $100,000 looks like. Okay? So that's another piece of you. Put all the pieces together into your unconscious. The unconscious pays a lot of attention to your heart chakra, which is in the center of your chest. Mm -hmm. And basically, you say, this is what I mean by necessary and appropriate. And you plug in your memory of that. This is what I mean by $100,000. You plug in your memory of that. Then you ask your unconscious to put all the pieces together and give you an experience of just having achieved your objective. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold, you get this experience. Usually it's not perfect at first. So you work a little bit till it's perfect. And you say, okay, that's what I want. Please make that happen on or before X date in ways that are for the highest good of me and all concerned. And you do it. Then every day you practice with that. You see how you're doing. And if you're getting stuck or if your unconscious says, there is a blocker in the way, a self-defeating unconscious habit pattern, mm -hmm. then I've got a technique to quickly and permanently fit, change the self-defeating habit pattern into one that'll help you achieve your objective. So in a, in a quick, but not quick enough sense, that's what the system does, teaches you to do that. Absolutely. I think, I remember when, the Secret came out, right? That book and movie long time ago. I think there was almost a conception by a lot of people that what she meant was, oh, just think about it and visualize it and it just will magically appear. And that's not really it. I, what I get even from what you're saying, and this is what I believe as well, is that once your mind starts believing that something is within reach, you can feel the reality of it. Like you said, feeling the money in your hands, even if it's not yours yet. Um, when the subconscious picks up on that, your behavior starts to change. So your intuition starts to start doing the things that actually make those things possible. It doesn't just magically appear from the universe. All of a sudden you're working and operating and speaking in a way that that makes sense to have happen. That's what you mean, right? That's pretty close. Yeah. Um, actually, you're telling your unconscious what you want to achieve in mm -hmm. its own language. And then you're asking to prioritize this. And then you are watching out for the self-defeating unconscious habit patterns like 
this is too difficult. This is ridiculous. One of the rules I have for my students is don't tell anybody what your objective is before you've achieved it. Because they can really rain on your parade yes. and that can trigger blockers. Make sense? Yes, absolutely. And I think that's really true because there is a piece of the brain that can, and sometimes naysayers can be traumatic, right? So that can add an additional layer to damage to the brain and to the chakra and the heart as well. So I like that. I tend to be very kind of, I'm a very open person, but I agree in being sort of a little bit quieter about my goals and objectives because I am definitely very sensitive to rejection or to what people might think about it. Other people though, I find are sometimes motivated. Like if someone tells them you can't do something, they're actually become more motivated to make it happen. But that's not me. <laughs> well, you know, um, sensitive to criticism is a blocker. Mm -hmm. Self-defeating unconscious habit pattern. And here comes a plug for my book. <laughs> In the book, I walk you through step-by-step exactly how you can change that into a self-supporting habit pattern. Mm -hmm. So where you would normally felt you're being criticized, of course, we all know in all criticism, there is something of value to be gained. So yes. if you get this fixed, somebody criticized you say, thank you for making that point. Thank you for caring enough to share that with me. <laughs> Thank you for that gift. Yes, is what mm -hmm. we start to say. <laughs> so, so when you do find those uh, subconscious thought patterns or saboteurs or inner, you know, dialogue that's not helpful. These things that you know the the fear parts of our brain that sort of keep us back from sort of reaching or changing. How how can we flip that around to use it for our own health, wellness, and success? Well, I have five different techniques. Let me tell you the simplest one. Yeah. Um, basically, the when you're running a blocker, your body reacts to that. Your unconscious changes things in your body. You get feelings. Like, I feel like I can't do that. That's a feeling. I feel like they're being nasty to me. That's a feeling. So you frame these feelings, and I call them blocker body feelings. <clears throat> and then you put them, imagine putting the feeling that you framed into your heart chakra, and you say to the feelings, please take me back to an earlier time when these same feelings were present. And something instantly come up. The, what you got to do is to catch it instantly. In other words, you don't think, is that the right thing or whatever? You catch what it is, you write, make a note. And then you can say to your unconscious, if you don't understand why I gave you that, take me to the exact point in that memory where the feeling came up. And it will to suddenly be back and say, oh, I didn't remember that. You do that five times, going back early and earlier to the earliest time that is appropriate and for your eyes good to remember right now. Then you take your wonderful skill of hindsight, 
a much maligned, extremely powerful scale. Mm -hmm. You take your earliest memory and you change it in your imagination to exactly what you would have liked to have happened. What would be a 10 for you? And when you get that to a 10, a perfect example of how you'd always like to handle that situation, mm -hmm. you're unconscious. That's the way I always want to handle this kind of situation. Please make that happen. A few more words, but that in this. And I'm then, oh, sorry, go on. Oh, and then you do that with all of the other four. <clears throat> and then you simply intuitively home in on the theme that runs through oh. all the perfect tense. And you tell your unconscious is a way I'd always like to respond to this kind of situation. And thenceforth, when the stimulus comes up that would previously have triggered the blocker, it'll trigger this ideal situation. It's really simple. Mm -hmm. Once you learn to communicate with your unconscious, and that's something we're really good at doing. We just don't know. I agree. I, I used to do an exercise. Someone had taught me an exercise once where I think it was in counseling of some sort. And I said I was experiencing dissatisfaction with a certain area of my life. And they said, okay, what would it look like if that dissatisfaction wasn't there? And they put it in the version of the scale to one to 10. Like if your life was a 10 in that area, what would that actually look like for you? And that was really powerful because I think sometimes we stay stuck because we don't even know what it is that we are looking for. We haven't told ourselves what it will be. And then we can't reach a target that we haven't set, right? Yeah, I, in fact, one of the exercises in my book mm -hmm. is <clears throat> to work with the unconscious to home in on exactly those things that are either less than a 10 that are pulling your life down mm -hmm. or that are a 10 that's pulling it up. And then you modify them. And now you've got a roadmap to make your life a 10. I love that. I really love that. So what inspired you to write this book and share this really amazing information with people? Well, <clears throat> save the world. <laughs> we need saving. I'm not, I'm not being facetious. That is my current objective. Um, we are treading very close to Armageddon. Most people don't know it, <clears throat> but there is a nuclear plant in Ukraine that the Russians have taken over. They will not allow the work, safety workers to do a proper job. They are endangering the plant by shelling it, by cutting the electricity. In the nuclear plants, you've got to have a constant flow of electricity to cool it. If you don't, buoy. And what they're doing is eventually, if unchanged, is going to create a dirty explosion that will start World War III by infecting much of Europe. And that's only one of a bunch of things. So I'm concerned. I think most people are concerned. I'm probably more concerned because Spirit told me my job is to develop all these techniques to save the world. So that's what I'm working on. I'm writing another book called 
sweeping past Armageddon. Mm -hmm. And we just have to get about 25,000 people doing it. Um, do you remember um, back in July, August, why Joe Biden was trying to get his uh, Inflation Reduction Act through Congress? Yep. And um, Joe Manchin, the senator from West Virginia, said, no way. And New York Times said, the bill's dead. No chance. So <clears throat> since I thought that bill was extremely important, I used some of the techniques that I'll teach in my other book to work with Joe Biden psychically. And five days later, he reversed his position 180 degrees. Oh. The New York Times said, a miracle. <laughs> Not something New York Times often says. <laughs> and the bill got passed. Now, I know a lot about Vladimir Putin, and I can't do much with him. It takes a lot of people. <laughs> yes. He thinks that taking Russia back to the world dominance or what he thinks of as world dominance is his divine mission. He said exactly that. Yes. Adolf Hitler said the same thing about Germany in 1931. So the first step in Putin's plan is taking back all the pieces of Russia that have sprung loose, Ukraine being one of those. And <clears throat> it's not going the way he wants. Um, so that, as well as a bunch of other stuff, Taiwan and so on, really endanger things. That's what my big objective is. I'm pretty happy with the rest of my life. I've got a perfect partner. We've been married for 17 years. Aww. It gets better every day. Can you believe? That's awesome. I, well, I think when you live intentionally, and I mean, and you've had challenges to your own life as well. So would you like to share maybe a bit about your uh, journey with cancer? Oh, sure. That was number five of six uh, chances to die. Um, I had a uh, ventricular fibrillation, you know, sudden death heart attack. Uh, some years ago, I had a good cardiologist and we uh, walked through that pretty easily. But my cardiologist retired. And one day I was walking upstairs and it was terrifically difficult. Oh. The symptoms I had of ventricular fibrillation were that I couldn't catch my breath. I was going <laughs> for minutes at a time. And that was happening walking upstairs. I said, better get a new cardiologist. So I did. First thing he did was an echocardiogram, which I had done lots of times. And his technician said, something strange. I can't see your heart. There's too much fluid in the way. Oh. I went to the cardiologist who took a look. He got me over to pulmonologist who took a look, stuck a long needle into my back, into the uh, left lung, pulled out about a water glass of stuff, went, hmm, and said, okay, we have to get you in the hospital to do a um, biopsy. 
andrenothoracic fluid. So indeed, about the third day, uh, this nice, very kind looking gentleman walked in. He said, if you want me, I'm your oncologist. You have stage four lung cancer. Okay, not what I wanted to hear, but my reaction to it is, okay, let's get it. Let's fix yeah. it. So I worked with him for 13 months with um, immunotherapy, chemotherapy, et cetera. And it wasn't working at a tumor, 40% of my lung that was growing up to 50. And I said, I've got to do something about this. So I asked my unconscious what to do about it and said, you remember your spiritual teacher told me 30 years about go about the basic cells that run the body. And I said, oh yeah, I remember that. It said, talk to them. So it's very easy to find your basic self. You just focus on your heart chakra. You say, with a part of me that runs my body, come forward. And it pops into your consciousness. And it say, are you the part of me that runs my body? And it says, yes. I say, what's your name? And I'm not supposed to tell anybody its name, so it's a very private guy. And I said, are you the only one, or is there another one? There's another one. So that one came forward, too. So I had a male and a female. And I said to them, are you able to heal this lung cancer? And they said, of course. And I said, what do I have to do consciously in order for you to heal the lung cancer? They said, you have to heal all of the old hurts and anguishes that you had growing up, because I had a pretty rough childhood. Mm -hmm. So I did that part of them, and twice a day I worked with my basics, and a month later we did a monthly um, sorry, okay. a monthly scan and uh, lo and behold, no cancer, nothing, zero. My oncologist said, huh? Spontaneous <laughs> remission of this kind of cancer just doesn't happen. And I wrote a 14-page little book that told him what I did. And we've been friends ever since. I go in every three months. Uh, and... He checks me over, they do another CAT scan, and I'm fine. That's amazing. Well, doesn't it make sense that there is something that runs the body? Think about it. Um, the sperm and the egg come together, and a new cell is formed. What is it that decides whether that's going to be an eye cell or a toenail cell? Um, what is it that uh, keeps you alive? And, of course, the guided force is this, the basic cells. Um, they <clears throat> did a good job saving my life there. I had a an unfortunately botched uh, sinus operation 
that ended up with me getting um, a body-wide infection. And I had another near-death experience in the hospital with that one. That was my second. And my basics pulled me through that one, too. Um, so the thing is that the part of us that keeps us alive, but keeps us breathing and regulates the body, also has the ability to manipulate the body. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It really does. You also have a quick um, fix for headaches. You mentioned sinuses, but you also have a way to help people uh, get rid of their headaches quickly. Would you like to share that? Yeah, sure would. It's uh it's kind of a fun thing. Um can I tell you a little two minute story? Absolutely. Okay. So my wife used to like BMWs, white BMWs. And uh her leases are running out, so we went to the car dealer. Now I used to race Porsches. I have very strong ideas about cars. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, Gloria, you go look at the cars. I'm going to give you space. And she found a nice salesman who was showing her a nice white BMW. I wandered around. There were a few salespeople sitting there. It was a kind of warm day. And one of them was a woman, and I tried to make a little small talk. Nice day, but it's a little warm. And she said, not warm, it's hot. And I've got a splitting headache. Do you have any Advil? I said, no. Would you like to try something a little crazy, though, that'll get rid of your headache? And she said, um, okay. So here's what I had her do. I had her focus on her headache and guess what color it was. Write it down. Focus on her headache and guess the liquid volume how much water it would take to fill it. Write that down. Focus on your headache. Guess what temperature it was. And focus on your headache and guess what sound it was making. The temperature was high and the sound was scratchy, nasty. So I had her do that three times. And on the third time, I said, what's the color now? And she said, clear, it's not there. Well, what's the volume? No volume. Oh, what's the temperature? Body temperature. And what's the sound? Oh, very harmonious. What oh. you have? It's gone. See, what you're doing in that little exercise is simply to tell your unconscious in very concrete terms what it is you want to get rid of. You've been telling it all along you don't like the headache. It doesn't know what you mean. So when you frame the headache in these four simple ways, it gets the point. Now, there's one more part to that. Any pain is a message from your unconscious. And so then you focus on your heart chakra and you say, what's the message you're giving me with the headache? And it said, drink two glasses of water to this woman. She did. She was fine. Hmm. It's very simple. And yet, who knows about that? Mm -hmm. It's getting 
it's cooperating with your unconscious. My wife running preschool gets lots of aches and pains because she does a lot of listening and so on. And she's used to me saying, okay, what's the pain trying to tell you? And she says, blah, blah, blah. And she says, okay, it's gone. <laughs> I've trained her. <laughs> pain does serve a purpose. There's um another uh, lecturer that talks about you just... The point, the point of pain is to get the message. When you put your hand on a hot plate or a stove, you, you just need a minute to tell you to take your hand off, right? Like it doesn't, you don't leave it there and endure it until you figure out what to do. So that really makes sense to me. So thank you so much. So where can people find your book? People can find my book on Amazon, Make Your Life a 10. And it's 10 as a numeric. Mm -hmm. um, it costs... $17.99, it comes with, because I want people to really get this, an audiobook version, um, 15 different applications, the basic skills of managing your unconscious, such as doing and completing your work in half the time with better results, easily losing and keeping off weight, um, finding a perfect partner, finding a perfect job, becoming an entrepreneur, blah, blah, blah. And it has a series of audios that lead the reader through learning the technique. I used to sell a version of this. Actually, I sold almost 60,000 of them at $97 a piece. Oh. Um, nice on the web. It's all profit. And um, I decided I wanted something as part of saving the world. Step one is to help people to make their lives a 10 because they're not going to pay attention to the other steps if they're wondering, worrying about getting tomorrow's breakfast. Mm -hmm. So this one teaches them how to make their life a 10 and leaping across, or leaping past Armageddon teaches them how collectively to turn the world into a paradise on earth. Mm -hmm. Nice place to be. Yes. Yes, as it should be. I agree. Are there any last thoughts we'd like to share before we wrap up the show? I like your glasses. Oh, thanks. <laughs> They're my first set of progressives. This is, yeah, we're, we're entering the next stage of adulthood. So. <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Can I give you one more piece? Yes. Life has lived in seven-year segments. And if you look back at your life, just after you turn, uh, you know, when you're born, you're zero years old. When you're seven, you've lived seven years. And if you look at your life, you'll see there is a significant change just after every seventh birthday. Like the cancer I got, was just after my 77th birthday. And so my I'm up for my 84th birthday in a few months, and it looks like the change is saving the work. We'll see. Yeah, that's really, I'm going to think about that now, because my 49th is next year, so that would be one of those, right? So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Keep an eye out for that. 
That's really interesting. Thank you. And um, so we'll make sure everything is in the show notes. But again, thank you so much, Dr. Lichtman, for sharing with us today. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to this episode of HealthWise 360 here on the In the Limelight Podcast Network, where we enlighten, entertain, and educate our listeners. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe. And don't forget to tell your friends.